KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, March 1st. What will a restored Salton Sea mean for Imperial County? We'll have more on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. UC San Diego health officials closed down the Petco Park vaccination superstation again over the weekend due to a shortage of Moderna vaccine. Officials say it'll stay closed through Tuesday. This weekend, half a million teachers, police officers and grocery store workers became eligible for vaccines, but concerns over supply remain. Meanwhile, up until Saturday, the San Diego Police Department were not technically eligible to get vaccines, but they had been getting leftover doses that would otherwise go unused. Mayor Todd Gloria says officers are eager for the shot. They understand the calculated risk they're taking, both in their day-to-day job, but to do it within the context of a pandemic, they can't arrest bad men uh, via Zoom, right? They have to be out in the field. And uh, it's been personally um, frustrating to me not to be able to vaccinate them sooner. The California Department of Public Health says it's on track to meet its goal of vaccinating 3 million people a week starting today, though the state says meeting that goal will depend on vaccine supply. The state's partnership with Blue Shield of California has been handling the distribution logistics. Blue Shield says it's working out the kinks and will take full management responsibility for the state's vaccine network by the end of March. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. California is spending more than $200 million to stabilize habitat along the southern edge of the Salton Sea in Imperial County. It's good news for residents concerned about their health, but the restoration could also impact a lot of people who get their water from the Colorado River. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has more. Tom Anderson walked across a dry patch of salty flat land just five years ago. Fish and Wildlife Service project manager was showing off an area on the eastern edge of California's largest lake. He dragged his black work boot across the crusty surface, turning it into fine dust. The really fine stuff that comes up on a windy day just is like billowing clouds of that fine material off of the playa. The lake was shrinking even then, 
because Imperial County water managers sold some of their Colorado River water to San Diego. The pace of the lake's retreat jumped dramatically a few years ago, and now thousands of acres of lake bed are exposed to the desert winds. Wade Crowfoot is California's Natural Resources Secretary. He says the state is finally ready to help. The notion of the shrinking sea and the emissive um, dust from the seabed uh, is really alarming and concerning to local residents. California is spending money to cover 4,000 acres of exposed lake bed with shallow water and habitat. It's the first of many projects on the southern edge of the lake that could end up costing billions of dollars. It's a long time in coming. There's a real impatience of residents in Imperial and Riverside counties about restoration, stabilization of the sea. California agreed to take on the Salton Sea restoration when Colorado River users and the federal government signed the Quantification Settlement Agreement back in 2003. That deal cleared the way for the Imperial County to sell its water to urban areas like San Diego. It also cut the flow of water into the thirsty desert lake, exposing thousands of acres of dusty lake bed. Every time we're peeling peeling back every inch of that playa, we're exposing over 100 years of contaminated sediment. Luis Olmedo has worked for years to draw attention to the valley's dirty air. The entire air basin uh, from Coachella, Imperial, Mexicali, uh, we all share the air. We failed to meet federal standards. Farms, trucks, cross-border factories all combine to heighten the public health risk. Is it because we're over 85 percent Latinos, people of color, living in poverty, that we're not worth that investment? You know, and here now we have the Salton Sea, you know, to add, you know, salt to injury. Olmedo welcomes any project that improves air quality. And that's what this delivers, you know, but it's it's just one little tiny project to this massively drying area. Since the QSA was signed, some 24,000 acres of Playa have been exposed. Michael Cohen studies western water issues at the Pacific Institute. Projections are it could be another 40 to 60,000 acres, not accounting for the water use by the projects themselves. Some projections suggest it could be 100,000 acres of lake bed could be exposed. The public health threat adds urgency. So does the lake's unique role in western water politics. The Imperial Irrigation District has senior water rights to about 20 percent of the Colorado River's flow. And Cohen says the IID managers hope to leverage that power to funnel money into the Salton Sea restoration efforts. But that raises questions. Should the people and the birds, uh, the people in the environment, suffer to deliver additional water to uh, people on the coast of California, Colorado River Basin is in a nearly two decades long drought. The dry spell is the worst drought on record, and fossils indicate it may be the driest period the basin has endured in more than a thousand years. The real driver now is climate change. The reduced flows also put extra pressure on California officials trying to keep the Salton Sea from becoming a public health disaster. And that reporting from KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson. The USS Nimitz returned to San Diego on Friday. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh has more on the status aboard the ship. 
The Nimitz Carrier Strike Group arrived in San Diego after a nearly 11-month-long deployment, which began with quarantine in April. Rear Admiral Jim Kirk says some of the restrictions loosened up as the carrier group remained COVID-free during its nearly year at sea, but the crew remained mostly isolated. We're all wearing masks. People, the lines were very long uh, uh, for eating, and uh, that created its, uh, you know, own challenges. It was the longest carrier deployment since the Vietnam War. It was also the last carrier deployment for the FA-18 Hornet. Marine Fighter Attack Squadron 323 arrived back at Miramar Thursday. About 1,400 sailors and Marines will stay in San Diego while the carrier heads back to its home port in Washington. And that was KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh. Coming up, starting today, PG&E's rate hike is going into effect for its Central and Northern California customers. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Starting today, Pacific Gas and Electric Company is raising electricity rates by 8%. For the average residential customer, The monthly energy bill increase is approximately $8.73. That's PG&E's Lindsay Paolo. The utility company will use the funds to replace outdated equipment blamed for starting catastrophic wildfires, including the 2018 campfire that destroyed the town of Paradise. We know that it's not easy to pay more, especially right now during this public health and economic crisis. And so that's why we offer nearly a dozen forms of assistance, as well as resources for using less energy. But even with those resources, consumer advocates say PG&E should hold off on any rate hikes. Cap Radio's Steve Milne spoke with Mark Toney. He's the executive director of the Utility Reform Network, or TURN, based in San Francisco. Here's that interview. Absolutely the worst time to be increasing people's uh, bills when so many people are out of work through no fault of their own because of the pandemic and the usage going up because you're forced to be at home. That's why we have called upon the Public Utilities Commission to adopt a 24-month rate freeze to give people a chance to get back on their feet. This rate hike was approved by the Public Utilities Commission, and it's expected to bring in more than a billion dollars to PG&E. Now, the utility company says it needs that money to update outdated equipment, but what do you say to you know, skeptics or customers who might be wondering why are we forced to pay more when PG&E has seemingly neglected to use that money that was allocated earlier for those kinds of expenses? Turn has made exactly that argument that so much of the work that PG&E is doing now is catch up. Even though they're getting more and more money, when you look at the federal court judge, Judge Alsop, he has found that they're not spending the money correctly and that they're still neglecting 
to do what they're supposed to be doing to reduce wildfire risk. PG&E says that even with all the billions of dollars, they're gonna keep shutting people off during the wildfire season for at least 10 to 15 years. That makes no sense. People expect if we are paying more money for wildfire safety, we should get more wildfire safety in return. And that means they need to stop these public safety shutoffs. Well, how does California compare with other states when it comes to uh, electricity rates per kilowatt hour? California has some of the highest rates in the country. Now, I will tell you, PG&E will play this game where they'll say, but the actual bills are lower because we have a more moderate climate than they do in Michigan or in, you know, Massachusetts or what have you. But the fact is that a utility bill is part of a bundle. Nobody pays a standalone utility bill unless you live in a home. And if you look at the cost of housing, okay, in California, it is probably the highest in the country, okay? So when you look at, you cannot separate a utility bill from a rent or mortgage bill. They go together, all right? Utilities and housing. So when you combine those, California has very, very high cost of living. PG&E is the largest utility company in the United States, serving about 16 million people throughout Bakersfield and North Santa Barbara County, up to around the border with Oregon and Nevada. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.